What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Talk Story. We've been off for, like, more than a month now, and I apologize about that, but the summer's just been really crazy. Um, my housemate got married recently, so there was all sorts of craziness going on for that, um, and it's just been one thing after another, and getting people together on, during the summer has just been nuts, and Emily was actually more on it. By the way, Emily is back on the podcast. Hi. Guest from the first episode, Emily Everhart is joining us. Um, and Emily was actually a little more on it than I was because <laughs> we were supposed to record what a couple weeks ago. Yeah. She, she texts me and is like, look, I'm sick. I'm not going to be able to make it today. Yeah. I had mixed up the weekends. I thought we were recording the following weekend instead of the weekend we were. Well, so good. when you texted me, I was like out. I was mowing the lawn. I was like outside and sweaty and you were like, oh, I'm really sorry. I can't make it. I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, not, not a problem. That's <laughs> funny. Don't, don't worry about it at all. I was like, oh, I have shit. I forgot that was today. That day I had like five things to do and I one by one canceled them all because I was thinking I could still do it. And one right. of them was a concert ticket. And I was like, I can't not go to this concert. So I went feverish and it was great. Oh. And I was, you know, high on drugs, like legal drugs, legal you know. Drugs. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's just been a. It's I think everyone's just had like kind of a weirdly busy summer. Yeah, summer's busy in DC. Yeah, lot lot of stuff. There's a comes lot of to stuff town going on. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we we're we're gonna try to do it more consistently. We're actually gonna come back with a double dose. We're doing this today and tomorrow. Me and Winston are gonna review Spider Man Homecoming. Oh, cool. So we're gonna push that out um so we'll get a double dose in this weekend for those of you who are listening who don't know we are finally on itunes which we've probably actually been for a while but apparently itunes does not send you a confirmation when you're finally up which is just super cool of them same with stitcher yeah so i we were probably on itunes for a lot longer and i just didn't know because i was like god damn itunes is taking (laughs) a long time because i read online they were like you know they listened to them so it it could take a while yeah but then after like a month i was like jeez this is taking a long (laughs) time man like they can't possibly like run podcasts this way where it takes this long um and then I just went looking. I was typing it in because I was looking at something else, but I was typing in our title, and there our logo was right there. And I was like, hey, man. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. Give a guy a heads up so I can <laughs> shout it out. It's like the number one way people download their podcast. They're like, oh, I'll figure it I'll out. I'll figure it out. <laughs> like, come on. But uh, rate and review because that helps uh, other people discover the podcast. Yes. Um, if you Even a negative review. I'll take a negative <laughs> review this early on. I will take a negative review. It just means people are listening. Um, <laughs> we are going to start putting audio clips up on YouTube for the early ones, and eventually we're going to get a video set up going at some point. Um, I, I mean, there's other stuff I'm going to get first, like these uh, tabletop stands. I want to get the ones that you can screw into the table, and they're like the That's little arms. Idea. Yeah. So you can we can sit in more comfortable positions yeah. than this. This um, is all right. Yeah. No, this is pretty good for what I got going on uh, at the moment. So that's just a little housekeeping, letting you guys know um, where we are with stuff. And we're I'm going to try and do them a little more consistently as best I can. I can't promise too much, but, uh, you know, it'll de- I'll definitely blast it out when we have them. Um, today I was going to talk about genres. Because genres and storytelling are really interesting to me. Um, Because good stories are good stories, and that's certainly my philosophy Mm -hmm. on it. But I just found it interesting that genres naturally develop in 
the midst of storytelling. Yeah, and it's kind of like at their heart, genres and classifying things is like a marketing thing. Yeah. Like in order to get someone to like this right. uh, movie, they'll be like, oh, it's in the same genre as this other movie that you liked. Right. Because inevitably so, when it's a book or a movie, people, when you want to tell someone about it, you're, the first question is, well, what's it about? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you say it's like a sci-fi fantasy thing, they're like, oh, I love sci-fi fantasy. I'm right. down, you know? Right. That said, it could still be terrible sci-fi fantasy, yeah. but yeah. And, like, also, why sci-fi fantasy? Why are they together? Those two things are completely different. I think it's because the different. S- same type of people like that stuff. Yeah, like, I guess. Like, not, not to... I mean, I'm one of those yeah, people. Yeah, me too. So, <laughs> but it's it it's kind of true. When you go to Comic-Con, if you say, hey, does anyone like sci-fi? Bunch of hands go up. <laughs> anyone like fantasy? Bunch of hands same go hands, up. Same hands, yeah. So I, I think it's just... That's fair. But still. <laughs> you know what I think it is about those two genres that people really get into um, in sort of the geek culture? Yeah. Is you can design these whole worlds and universes in yeah. those um, that have, like, their own rules and their own cultures. And I think th- in that way they're similar, and that's why they kind of grab the geek culture, because they'd be fully realized worlds. Yeah, and I think part of it is that, like, it's like thought experiments, right? Yes. You have this idea, and you kind of play it out... Uh, Even if it's like, this culture is, you know, they don't have a religion, or this culture has, you know, five religions, or whatever, or this, you know, um, planet has three suns and two moons, how would that affect this society, and that kind of thing, and like, I think I like that aspect of, you know, sci-fi fantasy a lot, Yeah, because... um, You get super immersed in it, and it's just, it's fascinating, because it can go, you can get really deep with it, it's a lot of material to work with. I just read this book by Becky Chambers called uh, The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet, which I would suggest everybody read. The, the, I love the title I know, already. Right? The title is definitely what caught me in the first place, but the second book in this series is nominated for a Hugo this year. Oh, awesome. Uh, which is called A Close to Concert. And you're going or have gone? I am going, okay. and I'm voting. Actually, today is the last day to vote for the Hugos, so okay. even though this isn't going out today... I hope you all voted if you were it, it will go out today. I mean, we don't live oh, okay. stream it, but I am going to try and drop it this afternoon. Right. So if you are on the Hugo committee, then do it today. But um, it was great because basically it was this, this you know, kind of federation of alien peoples. But humans were the least important in this, you know, group. So, Just the shitty creatures people right, want to deal with. Them. Basically, they were like... Yeah, these people, they lived on their planet for a long time, and they, when they came out, they came out as, like, refugee ships. And then uh, some okay. people, like, took them in, and in one case, this race took them in, and they started, they had been eating bugs on the, the refugee ships, because they could cultivate them easily, and they were right. high in protein. And so when they got to this culture, they are like, you guys have a lot of these giant bugs. We're just going to eat those. And they were like... The humans were like... Yeah, that's what the humans said. And they're like, the other culture was like, okay, weird, but whatever. So they're kind of these like weird bug-eating backwards people. I have a question. Like, did... I mean, was this going on for generations so they just forgot that they used to eat cows and stuff yeah, that actually yeah. tasted good? And basically what <laughs> happened was that the people, there's the Martians, the humans who left Earth and settled Mars, oh, right and they on. have cows and they have all this stuff. So they're like the bougie uh, That's settlement. Hilarious. So the, the Earth people are just a broke-ass white <laughs> trash people. White trash people. And there are these like Earthers who uh, are like, you have to come back to the motherland and like, here's a native plant from your native 
a you know planet and this you have a spiritual connection to this thing and like <laughs> people are just look at him weird like just, bitch we see, we got steak over here what are you guys right. doing but the second wave of people that came off the earth were the refugees when the planet finally collapsed and no one can live there so these people were super poor and they couldn't they barely survived and those are the people who made contact with the alien civilization damn, i'm so into this now it is so, i've so not good. read a book in a little while and I, i'm so gonna download and that on that Google. is just the backstory of one character like it's not even part of the story <laughs> so it is so good and just like the way a lot of there's like these lizard people who are like sexually promiscuous and it's I, real weird <laughs> first of all i want to go on record as saying if the book was just that setup alone right. i'd be like I, I have to read this yeah not even it's like in a, like a perverted way i'm like that's so out of left field yeah it I is i just have to know and it, it's just so good and it's like firefly on a whole nother level it's nice. just it's so good it and kind of like sounds like firefly meets star trek a little bit yeah except just I, of all the species stuff yeah going on. i really like the idea that humans are not important in this like grand right. scheme of things I we're just, not the leaders of the federation yeah. or like or anything just, no one thinks they're you know important and if they want something like it doesn't necessarily get done because like nobody cares what they want right. just this know? shitty group of people that people are like god damn it like you guys just sit in the corner and please just leave us alone. <laughs> That's so, fine. It's, it's really great. Becky Chambers, A Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. It's really good. That's great. Check it out. I'm definitely checking that out. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna, have you read the whole thing? The first one, yeah. I okay. haven't read the second one. I'm definitely going to devour that because that sounds fascinating. fascinating. We should talk about it the next time you're here. Absolutely. Get into the... I'll try and read the second one, too. Um, yeah. It's so good. And, like... It is, for a long time, I didn't like sci-fi just because I enjoy the the tropes of the genre, but a lot of men write sci-fi and, that, and kind of in a way that marginalizes women, but then a lot of women started writing sci-fi and they kind of... Oh, you mean over... like the big busted space goddess? Right, of, yeah, I, yeah, and I like it's all, it's all about military and stuff and like, right. okay, that's fine. And then a lot of women started writing it and they would like overcompensate. So that right. it would be really Went too technical. Far the other way. Yeah, it would be really technical, and like the woman had to be like manlike in order for this story to work out. Yeah. And like I think now we're just seeing this new breed of sci-fi where that, everything's chilled out again. Yeah, are like all right. Yeah, and it's fine. And so I really enjoy that one, and I'm excited to read more modern sci-fi to kind of get more into this genre that is evolving. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I, I think that's the way it is with all the things that kind of get restructured. Like, yeah. comic books, I will say, definitely are still, like, way over the top. The way, Not all yes. of them. I will say not all of them. A lot. There are a lot of people who, like, are like, all right, come on, we got to I think superhero back. comics specifically yeah. haven't, but it is kind of a trope of the genre, if you want to think of it that way. Yeah, I mean, and it's not just women. Like, the men, like, the, the dudes, like, Superman well. and Batman, I'm like... Only juice heads look like this in the real world. <laughs> Nobody are, looks like this. Are you juicing? Like, yeah. you can tell me. Because if you want to look at Batman as, like, a Navy SEAL slash MMA fighter... Yeah. I will look at that. And Navy SEALs and MMA fighters are in good shape. No one looks like that. Nah. Except, unless your name is Yoel Romero, who's <laughs> a UFC fighter. But he's, like, one of the only people who That's actually... Right, yeah. But he also just... He has that look, but he's not nearly as big as they portray yeah. him in the, in the comic books. I'm like... Guys, you got it. No one has a chest that big with a waist that small. Yeah. It's, just, it's just, it looks weird when I look like, at where it. Where does he buy clothes? <laughs> I mean, presumably he's rich, so he makes them. Right, but, yeah, know, I guess that's like, true. It, but out in the world, yeah. yeah. It's just like, come on. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> looks like this. It looks so weird, you know? Yeah. I, 
Uh, go ahead. So, and the detour, detail in like the, del- and this is men and women when we're getting to like leg muscles and the deltoids. Yes. I'm just like, glutes. God, it looks weird. Yeah, it, it looks, looks weird. way weird. Like, what are you wearing that you can see that your glutes in it's this? It's very bizarre because <laughs> Batman has all this armor that's apparently really bulletproof, but also really skin fitting. I'm like, right. someone has to talk to these guys. <laughs> you know, so it's been toned down. And of course, you know, Wonder Woman with like nearly busting out of her right, top. Right, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. And gotta dial it back, guys. They've kind of painted themselves in a corner because that's now what her uniform looks like. And so it's like you can't really change it that much. Sort of. You can but... do so. I've seen iterations of it that are good. Like the new Wonder Woman costume yeah. that they had in the movie I was I hear that dope. was good, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. And apparently Gal Gadot, like, you know, these Cheeto finger fucks who live in their mom's basements, like, <laughs> are complaining, you know, like, her boobs are big enough. Wonder Woman has bigger tits than oh that. Oh, my I was like, God. Go kill yourself yeah. right now. What I knew, are you talking about? I knew some people were complaining that she wasn't American enough. I was like, you mean from from the Amazon? The, the <laughs> from fictional Greek quasi goddess, right? Isn't American? Isn't American enough? What are like, you what? Talking about? She's an Amazon. She's not American. Like, which is why they got an Israeli to do it because yeah. she has a similar. She has a Mediterranean yeah, accent. And, and Gal Gadot, she looks you know super Mediterranean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she looks like she's. Greek or that's the thing like met the whole Mediterranean sphere because that was such a travel point for so many different cultures at one yeah, point I absolutely. mean at one point and still is but it's like I feel like Mediterranean is its own I don't want to say yeah. species but subdivision of human culture I mean you know, they all look the ethnic. same and they have similar and I think it's partially because the Phoenicians were there and then the Venetians right. and like similar cultures seeded their you know yeah. uh, culture throughout the Mediterranean so right. I mean, I, I, my grandfather is Cypri- Cypriot, so he's right. from right off the boat. And my relatives in Cyprus are not up to hearing that Turkey is very similar to Cyprus. They're, I mean, they still well, like are. like culturally or visually speaking? Both. Okay. All of the things. Except, and all of the things. All of the things. They, again, uh, Turkey invaded in 1976, I think, so it's not so far ago, so long ago. My cousin was the first man killed by the Turkish invaders. There's a church dedicated to him, so it's like they're not—they're not here to hear that. <laughs> but like, That's funny. I have some Turkish coworkers who me and them like commiserate about the same things, you know. Right. So, yeah, it's like the U.S. and Canada. Almost. Yeah, it's yeah. just like it's guys, very similar. You, it's a certain point you gotta admit yeah. at the similarities in the culture, and it's not a bad. I mean, Canadians definitely have a different vibe yeah. than us. Yeah, but it's really similar. Yeah. I would know? say it's more like Iraq and Iran, and like from outsider point of view. You can't really, you know, there's a difference, but like you that's don't really super know. Different though. Well, because in Iran, they're they're Persian and possibly yeah. Christian, possibly. Um, I'm thinking Zoroastrian. just culturally though, it's like super different in both of those countries. I mean, I know there are Shias in. There's a huge yeah, Shia, Shia population Shia. in Iraq. Yeah. Because um, I know Iran's all Shia. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. Yes. Or it's the other way around. No, no, no. Because Sunni is like Saudi Arabia. Sunni is like the kind of OG yeah. original like yeah. you know McDonald's I always get them mixed up I should know <laughs> yeah. but no Shia because Iran is all Shia by or yes at least governmentally speaking is all yeah, Shia yeah yeah um, but there's a big Shia population in Iraq but I feel like culturally just especially in the last 20 years what that country's gone through I feel like they're, you'd have a much different vibe from someone who's been from Iraq than Iran I'm guessing yeah well see so, like they have this Persian thing going on in Iran and they have this very Iraqi um, uh, 
Islamic thing going along, you know, in Iraq, but it's similar with, for instance, um, Cyprus, or I guess Greece is Christian, they're Greek Orthodox, and in Turkey they're Muslim mostly. So it's, it's, and like Turkey has these influences from the Silk Road, because that's kind of where the Silk Road just like emptied out. And then Greece is, you know, Greek. They have these classical, so it's, they are quite different, but... But it's still Mediterranean. They look the same. They yeah. have a lot of similar, you know, things yeah. going on. So I don't. Yeah. I really don't know that much about Iraq and Iran now that I'm thinking about it. This is just like what you're it talking looks about, like, like in my proximity. mind. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got you. The, but they hate each other. That's the point. Right. <laughs> they hate each other. Right. <laughs> it's so, yeah, it's just. Well, it's weird because I remember I saw a picture of like an Italian dude and an Israeli dude. Yeah. Looked like they were twins. Yeah. And I, when I was traveling through India, people always thought I was Israeli or, you know, um, yeah, when I was in Turkey, when I was in Turkey, I played this game. It was super fun. Because you're Mediterranean as fuck. Yeah. You're like, (laughs) do you have a drop of blood that's not Mediterranean? I don't. Oh, well, my dad's, uh, people are, you know, um, from Scotland. So. Okay. So you've got a little bit of the. Yeah. So like Scotland and Germany, basically. So I'm half that (laughs) and half. Um, yeah, my uncle, my grandfather is from, um, like, Cyprus, and my uncle was actually born in Cairo. Um, so oh, okay. my uh, grandfather wow. was born and raised in Cairo, but he was Cypriot. Cypriot, okay. And so my uncle was also born in Cairo wow. and moved to the States when he was four. He is a U.S. Marine, incidentally. He's, That's an interesting trajectory. Yeah, and so, like, when I ask a Muslim person what I look like, they'll say Egyptian, almost Hundred percent of the time. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And I'll be like, here you're just the. I'm not yeah. dressed, but you're a white girl here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I'm only white when it's convenient for people, and like I'm only starting to realize this. Really? Like I grew up thinking I was white, you know, pretend, you know. One hundred percent look white. Yeah, I, I am white. Like I am. <laughs> I grew up being white, and that is, and many people perceive me that way. But I've had comments in recent years that, like, because I do look vaguely Middle Eastern. I mean, you definitely look like you're from the Mediterranean Yeah, Mediterranean, yeah. Still white, though. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I agree, so... I wonder if maybe it's different, like, when you go get a tan and stuff. Like, when you're at the beach for a week and something, you come back with a tan, and people are like, where are you from? (laughs) Where are you from, yeah. Or, like, people will say things about white people when I'm around, and I'll be like... Okay, sometimes I look Hispanic, too, so... Oh, so people confuse you with... Uh, yeah. I have, a, I have a very uh, malleable appearance. When I was last in Istanbul, I was just there for... I was there for a month, and I was just chilling, so I wasn't doing anything. And so I kind of experimented walking through the the bazaar, because people will shout at you. Right. And people in Turkey, they, they are on the hustle. They speak, like, five million different languages. Well, they're, like, the conduit between continents. Yeah, and like I said, the Silk Road just emptied straight into Turkey, so they're yeah. just... They have so much culture there. And so I would dress differently every day to try and elect a certain language people were shouting at me. So, like, some days I got French, <laughs> some days I got Hebrew, some days so I got funny. Turkish. I got Turkish a lot. Um, I did get Spanish some. These are all Mediterranean cultures we're yeah. talking about. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely the Mediterranean, that is what I look like. And yeah. Egypt, too. I mean, that's a Mediterranean well, culture. Yeah, yeah. Libya, you know. the whole... That's why I just found that whole area so fascinating. Because that, of course, used to be the old Roman Empire. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. basically the entire Mediterranean. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really fascinating because it, I there must have been so much mix and matching going yeah. on. That sometimes there's just... At some point, there's just a general blend yeah you know and like it's funny because uh what is his name julius caesar gave cyprus to cleopatra as a gift right (laughs) cleopatra by the way was greek 
Yes, Greek. I mean, I'm sure there was mixing that went on in the secession. Cause yeah. I'm, I don't know. Like, well, do you know, like, the after Ptolemy, who did the Greek, who did the royals in Egypt tend to marry, like, local? I mean, they married their sisters and brothers. Like, uh, it was gross. So it was, it was one, <laughs> one of those Game of Thrones style. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about the Targaryens, by the way. We're not, we're not talking about Jamie Lannister and Cersei Lannister. For those who don't know, the Targaryens used to wed their brothers and sisters, yeah. um, which I, I guess that's one of the places he got that from. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that was a common thing with the uh, you know Egyptian dynasties before wow. the Ptolemies even. So. Interesting. I don't know that for sure. I'm not a Egyptologist. I'm just assuming. The only reason I ask is I was like sometimes royalty in certain countries they'll marry people from other countries, but I'm wondering if they just married some like local yeah. rich person just to continue and yeah, when it I was convenient know. sometimes i don't know it'd be interesting to find out by the way speaking of game of thrones for those game of thrones fanatics like me tomorrow night it's the premiere of season seven season seven less episodes of seasons and it's one of the last two seasons so things apparently get real intense real early wow. so i might do a recap review not with winston because winston does not watch a lot of television that's the only thing so I might get my friend Ryan here, who uh, is a housemate of mine, and uh, but we'll we might do a little Game of Thrones stuff because I am crazy excited for that. Yeah, really crunk for, <laughs> for Game of Thrones. Well, I like I don't watch Game of Thrones specifically, but I like that it's popular because that means it opens the door for more right? high fantasy uh, TV shows, Slash which I am sci-fi. all for. Yeah. Which you know, Game of Thrones or Game of Thrones HBO is already like I love those guys are so smart at HBO because I can already tell. And there were articles about this when Westworld first came out. Mm-hmm. They knew that Game of Thrones was going to be coming to an end, kind yeah. of in the nearish future. Yeah. And so they started immediately working on their next super expensive, expansive world, Westworld. Oh, which really? is a sci-fi. Okay. It's so good. Have you seen I've it yet? I watched the first two episodes. How? I mean, just those episodes yeah, are pretty they are intense, really right? Really good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And I, yeah, I really do want to finish it. It's just one of those things where typically when I watch TV, it's while I'm cooking, so my right. attention is divided. But this is something that I just want to pay attention to. I'm, yeah, it's I'm there too. And there's, yeah, there's some things where you definitely, you don't even want to be, risk the possibility of being interrupted. Right, exactly. Um, so that's... That's why I don't yeah. watch a lot of good television, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have that excuse for almost everything. Well, you know, Avi and Sierra, who I live with, are the same way. Like, they, uh, I sometimes hear about the TV shows they're watching. I'm like, God, that show really isn't that good. Yeah. Avi's like, but that's because I realize Avi's doing it while he's doing, like, three other things. Yeah, It's like exactly. background yeah. stuff. And I, when I watch a TV show, I'm, like, planted. I'm like, all right, we're going to do this now. Yeah, um, yeah it's... Game of Thrones, I got into that, I think, after the... Well, I had friends who were excited that it was coming out when the first season was coming out, because yeah. they had read some of the books. I started to read the books, got super excited that it was coming out, yeah. saw the first episode, and I'm like, all right, let's just... Let's do it. Let's get into it. I was super into it, too. Yeah. It was really good. Ironically, it was one of the ones where the changes in the show, which are not that crazy were all improvements on the books. Yeah, and you know... Um, I think. Did personal, you, opinion, personal opinion. Don't come kill me. <laughs> don't at me. Um, have you ever seen True Blood? It's also an HBO I property. started to watch True Blood. I, I'm trying to remember why I dipped out of it at some point in the first season. I dipped out of it at some point, too. The... I read those books before it ever came out. I was oh, okay. so excited because I really like those books. It's very much a accurate portrayal of... Like, I, life with vampires? I don't know. Right. Um, but, like, base, a lot of these books are, like, 
the two main characters get together and it's love forever and then they have to make up drama in order for it to still be interesting but in this one it's like the two main characters get together and the dude does something that is just like so in character but also so horrible that you're like yeah dump him and so she she goes through it's just her life and she goes through different you know relationships and like not all of them work out some of them work out well some of them end horribly and it's like so it's like twilight for grown adults yeah i mean it's basically grown uh like so much shit happens to her the main focus is definitely not the relationships right but i really appreciate that about it because like as you get to like one of her you know significant others as soon when she starts to like them and the second you're like completely repulsed by them she is as well so you're always on the same page as her in terms of like relationships and it's it's right. very good writing but anyway the point is that um i've forgotten the point oh they made a bunch of changes to the first season the first season was very close to the book and then the second season i think they went a little far they afield. went a little far afield but in a good way okay. because um, the character of Lafayette. I don't know if you remember this character. He was I the cook. A long time ago. Yeah, he was the cook. He was uh, gay and like. Oh, that dude. Yeah, I do. I do know who you're talking such about. Such a good character. So brilliant. And he was supposed to die in the beginning of the second season. Didn't. Didn't die. Kept and I was like, you know what? I'm cool with that. He yes. was there through the whole thing. I stopped watching about. It got real bananas, and it went very far away from the books, and I was just like, I don't really recognize this anymore. Right. It got weird. And it got weird, and I think it was really good. It was, I can't say it wasn't good, but it did just get super strange, and I was like, I... Yeah. When, when, yeah, and sometimes once shows get a little too off the beaten path, like, not, I, look, I am all for having an open mind and, like, going where you need to go. It's just when it gets weird where I'm watching this, and where I'm like, I don't understand, like, what is the point of this? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, this is just like gets, crazy for crazy's sake. Yeah, I mean that's could even be called jumping the shark in certain situations. Yeah. I can't comment on this on True Blood. I stopped watching the middle of the first season. Oh, I yeah. was in college, so I have no memory as to why. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I think it's because I maybe may have started picked up the wire, and once I yeah. picked up the wire, I ran through yeah. those five seasons. Um, so who knows? I, I might get back into it. I have so much to watch now, though. I started watching The Handmaid's Tale, which is a Hulu original. Yeah. Speaking of good? things of not wanting to be interrupted, that's one that I won't even watch on my lunch break at yeah. work because I can still get a knock on my door and be like, hey, someone needs help with home, which is fine. That's yeah. how I do it. I don't want that. That show is so intense. Wow. That's a heavy show. Yeah, that's... That's some really heavy stuff that yeah. they deal with. So... Me, personally, that's the thing where I'm like, okay, I need to not have anything going on so I can just zero in, because this show is so intense and heavy. So intense. And that's me saying that after having watched the first episode. I've yeah. seen episode one. Yeah. And I'm just like, god damn, this is, this is yeah. so dark and heavy. And see, that's one show that I don't think I'll ever end up watching, just because... I am never going to be in a situation where I want to be that depressed about something. Well, it's not, I, I wouldn't say, I mean, at least not me. It was not depressed. Like, I'm into stuff that goes to, like, really intense places. Like, yeah. that's fine. But this one was just, like, right out of the gate. No, <laughs> yeah. bam. Yeah. Like, we're doing this. And I'm just like, what? You know, because at first I'm like, okay, what's happening? And then I'm like, Jesus. You know? <laughs> I'm just like... And again, it's nothing... There was nothing overly graphic. There was no... You know, I couldn't tell you anything that was like... Just... None of the stuff where I was going like, wow, was because of like any violence or any That's like great. graphic stuff. 
not by the way for people listening i have no problem with graphic nudity violence whatever as long as it makes sense in the story i'm not a prude just want to get that on record it's not i would not shy away at like violence or blood but it's just it's intense because of the situation and learning what's going yeah, on and yeah. learning what the situation they're in is i'm just like man this is really heavy hardcore stuff and i think that it goes to storytelling because HBO shows have this problem where they get really graphic for no reason and they're like, you know, pushing the edge right. and they're being edgy or whatever, but like it's unnecessary and like you can make a really good show like The Handmaid's Tale right. without getting that graphic. Yeah, you don't need to get that. It depends. It's, you know, it's almost a scene to scene basis because there are some things where it's like whether or not you need the nudity, I'm like, okay. We're in a brothel. This makes sense. Well, yeah. You know, so it's like... I'm talking that mostly makes... about violence. Yeah, some of the violence is unnecessary. Although, you know, again, war scenes... I, I, yeah. I, I agree with you. There are scenes I've seen in multiple series where I'm like, eh, that was a little... That was unnecessary. unnecessary. It didn't bother me at all, so yeah. usually it just passes over me because it, it doesn't bother me, but it's not necessarily necessary. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it wasn't strictly necessary. Um... And then there are other scenes where I'm like, this, yeah, this yeah. 100%. It's, yeah, it's a really, I can't even say it's a series on, by series basis. It's really no. a scene by scene basis. Yeah. Um, even as a Game of Thrones head, I mean, I know people love to accuse Game of Thrones of sex position. If you actually talk to someone, that usually goes back to one scene in the whole show. There was this one ridiculous, even when I watched it, I'm like, this is, what am I watching right now? They had, they, it was Peter Baelish telling his backstory but he was doing it. I mean, he owns a brothel, which that's fine. Yeah. But he had a trainee hooker basically practice on another hooker or vice versa. Yeah. So it was like one, you know, girl going down another while he's telling his backstory. I'm like, dude, this is so distracting. Yeah. Like, I already know the story from the books. And I'm like, this is a... After that scene, I don't think they did that again. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. did. They did. Uh, that's kind of why I stopped watching yeah. Game of Thrones is because it was just too graphic, really. Um, and unnecessarily so. Like, right. I don't mind graphic stuff if it's necessary right. and it proves a point. But, like, at a certain point, it's just normalizing it. And you're like, you know, I'm, I'm good. I don't right. really need this. Um, but, yeah. yeah. After that, they dialed it back a bit. Because yeah. I think even fans of the show... And, again, you know, I don't have any problem with that. And I'm the, really forgiving when it comes... I think you, you and I have <laughs> talked. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm pretty forgiving yeah. when it comes to Absolutely. that stuff. Because I'm just like, whatever. I just want to know what happens next. Yeah. And after I was that scene, I was like, guys, like, <laughs> come on. Come on, come on. And I know it wasn't the creators, because I've heard, I've read articles about some behind-the-scenes stuff of yeah. some producers from HBO going, hey, let's, uh, let's ramp up the, you know. Oh my God. I think after that, that people, the feedback, even from, again, people like me, was like, I don't Why? know what that was, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, you know, Why? it was a little, little. It was it was almost just cheesy. Yeah, like it wasn't. Again, I'm never offended by nudity and violence. I was just watching it. And I'm like, this is just silly. Yeah, and it's just silliness. And it's kind of a little bit insulting, as in like, look, there's vaginas. You like right. the We're scene? Not, I mean, I almost said five, which is a. <laughs> did you see the SNL? Did you see the SNL bit um, that they did about? Um, 
they had like a 13 year old there who was like the nudity expert like the advisor about like you know what the scene needs this scene needs more boobs they had adam andy sandberg play that like 13 year old who was like it was the most and again i love game of thrones that was the most hilarious thing i was like that's right on the money more boobs more boobs more boobs especially with the early season you can actually see the transition between the earlier seasons and some of the later seasons where i think they did hit a point where the creators were like guys come on you know like we we're, we will definitely still have nudity and sex. It's Game of Thrones. It's, some of that will have to happen, but we're going to dial it back just a bit Fun here. A bit, yeah. It doesn't need to be every other scene. I, I just because I noticed that transition, I forget what season it was in, but I'm like, I bet there was a discussion behind the scenes where it's like, can we, can we stop? We're the most popular show on the planet. Do we have permission to just pull this back a yeah. little bit? You know? So, which I'm glad. I think yeah. it made the show better that yeah. they they were like. We're gonna dial that back now. One day, maybe I'll get we're back. Glad, we're glad we're glad we're popular, but let's let's chill. Let, not that there's not still some nudity and sex scenes. <laughs> that's all still there. It's just when it's necessary yeah. usually now. Um, Do you have a genre that is your favorite genre? Yes, and this I'm this is actually what I wanted to get to next. Oh yeah, which was that my favorite genre is mystery slash detective stories. Okay. And this is what I want to talk about because yeah. that's my, and it's just, I always thought about what the reason for that is. I want to go on record as saying there are a lot of shitty detective procedurals on TV. Yeah. Um, not what I'm talking about, although I was a hardcore fan of CSI when it first came out. I mean, we're talking way back at the yeah, day. Yeah. At this point, I was in like middle school or something. Yeah. I was a hardcore fan of CSI because it was actually doing something interesting when yeah. it first came out. Still a procedural, but just in general, detective slash mystery stories have oh, cool. always been really into them. Yeah, I actually took a, a anthro forensics course, and yeah. I was like briefly decided that's what I was going to do, but like honestly, there's zero jobs for that. Like yeah. you have to be the best, and then maybe right. you'll get a job. Right, because so. they really only use it for like people they haven't found in fifty years. Yeah, and serial like killers and stuff like mass that. graves and that right. sort of thing. So Which I, luckily does not happen too often. <laughs> it's a good thing. But. And y'all, I'm not that observant. Like honestly, <laughs> right. I'm really not. I like the idea of being that observant, but I'm not. Right. So like um, one of those characters from those shows who can yeah. just see everything immediately. Yeah, <laughs> and like Bones, I really liked Bones right. because that was that's for, her basically. Yeah, yeah, and that's her. And basically, in the beginning, it was very um, true to life. Right. But it went way off. Like, I remember one... I, I love that show still, but... Or I, it jumped the shark at a certain point. But yeah. I remember watching one episode where she's like, from the teeth where I can tell he's a 50-year-old man... Or from the teeth, I can tell he's a fifty-year-old man. And I was like, "No, you can't, bitch. <laughs> like, you definitely can't. You definitely can't do that's not a. You thing. can tell someone is over twenty-five, but like other than that, you can. Right. They may have been like a teeth grinder. You don't know. You don't know their life. Yeah, there's so, so many ways that could. That's funny. Well, because it's. I feel like it happens with network police procedurals. It's. Mm-hmm. It's like if this hits at all, we're gonna run it for twenty. Run it to we're gonna the run ground. it into the ground. Yeah. They did it with CSI. That you know, it's just it's yeah. what you're gonna do. And I think you know, eight seasons was good for Bones. I know they're on like right. twelve or whatever, but that's they're when I they're going to keep going as long as they get ratings. It's yeah. just waiting because it's network TV. They they can't not. Yeah, it's just there's when you learn about how much money they're playing with at that level. Like 
HBO clearly has some serious money when they're producing Game of Thrones and yeah. Westworld. By the way, at the same time. At the same time, there's, right? There's overlap at this point. But they're point. also making serious money. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. So, like, you know HBO, but that's a subscription service. But then when you think about if you go not network. just into cable, but we're talking network television, which means that your aunt out in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, if she can get rabbit ear TV signal, <laughs> she can watch those shows yeah. that are on network television. That's the kind of advertising dollars they're playing with. And I looked into this. There's no higher advertising dollars than primetime network television. Interesting. I didn't think of it that way. Because it's the most ubiquitously watched thing. It's just, it's available to everybody. Yeah. You just get a Mm. shitty TV with an antenna if it gets you a signal at all. That's right. You can watch Bones on Fox when it comes on. So it's, I mean, again, most people, don't get us, don't get me wrong. There's still a huge amount of society that basically has internet and cable at this point. Yeah. Or cable, um, you know, people. There are a lot of people who do watch the mediums, but I was surprised to find out about how many people in the country still don't have like internet. Internet. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, like yeah. I, I was talking to someone at work, and they were like talking about AOL. I was like, well, pause. Whoa. Pause. <laughs> I was like, a- does AOL still exist? And they were like, I. They were like, I was like, I know it exists as a company, like got absorbed by Time Warner. Yeah. But I was like, is that still a product? And they're like. Ugh. 100%, yes. Oh, my God. Because dial-up's still a product. Whoa. Because there are people who don't live near metropolitan areas. I guess that makes sense. So there's no... No one has laced any fiber there's out no there. There's no infrastructure. Yeah, no one's, no one's dug the thing and put the... Because it's not worth the money to yeah. do it because there's not enough people out there. So in there... But you collect all those people from the different sort of rural areas. Yeah. You're talking about a lot of people who basically kind of use dial-up. Yeah, and you it's know, not that beneficial. And like, or DSL, which is kind of a shitty version of what we have now. In terms of advertising to them, it's not that effective to advertise <sighs> to them via internet because they're probably not going to spend a lot of time on the internet. Right, they're emailing. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. And like, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So it's, yeah, so that's that's the way it is. So TV, you know, and the dollars they play with at that level, like the how much, you know, like let's say it's, a Big Bang Theory is still the most popular show on television, or close to it. Yeah. But at least the most popular comedy, just in terms of the sheer numbers. I think so, yeah. On American television. So if you want, that's on prime time, if you want an advertising slot during Big Bang Theory, that is crazy amounts of money. That's interesting. You know, yeah. that's a lot of, I mean, it's not Super Bowl numbers. Yeah. But it's money. Yeah. Like, you know. And like, a Modern Family, I'm sure, is the same. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I would venture... What is Super Bowl 30-second slots go for, like, a mil, I think? Yeah. So that means that a primetime slot, we're probably talking about at least a quarter million for a 30-second spot. Which, yeah. that's money. That's some that's serious some money. Serious if you money. add that up, I mean, if you have to... I don't, I don't know if you have to pay that per viewing or what the breakdown oh, is. Oh, I don't know. Um, but I should know. I work for Fox, but... I think it might be per viewing. I think it might be. So if you think quarter million... Every time that commercial gets yeah. played, every you know, it's it, those, those guys roll with serious money, yeah, you know, which is why they can afford to just churn out new sitcom ideas every season that right. you know, ha- most of which don't end up getting picked up at all, right? That makes um, sense. but it's so crazy the amount of money they, yeah, they play around with, it's it's insane. But you then understand why when they, you know, because the executives who pilot, you know, green light shows are yeah. responsible for that money, absolutely, you're like, yeah, hey man. If you're losing us millions of dollars because you put yeah. out a crappy show, we got a We're problem here. This, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like you, you know, I'm sure you, it's easy to get fired from that job if yeah. you don't, if you mess around. So when they have a show like Bones that hits that people get really into, they're like, 
as long as we get ratings, we are keeping <laughs> this on into our the air. Ground. You know, we're not, you know, until the ratings run out, we are not, you know, getting yeah. rid of this. That's interesting because I was just thinking, I got an email the other day that said uh, Genius got, I think, five or six Emmy nominations. Yeah. So it was including best, I think it was limited series or whatever. So. That's and I feel good. so bad. I still, I just have not gotten around to it. I am going to. Yeah, I recommend everyone listening do. It's just, it's on the long, long list. The next uh, season is about, I think, Pablo Picasso. Nice. That may be a secret, so don't tell Fox I said. So, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Hearing it here first, I folks. Guess. <laughs> I was hoping for a woman, but like Pablo Picasso, I'm pretty interested in. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Nachi as a whole got seventeen nominations. Yeah, so well, there are all these places now that are really like, oh, if we, oh, people actually want series for grownups. It's like, right. yeah, man, yeah. Why do you think HBO's and Netflix killing are killing it. the game yeah. right now? Because people are like, oh, they're not treating us like we're stupid. This is for fully yeah. functioning brainstem adults. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they got, I think, best documentary and Emmy or they got nominated for best for a lat 92 LA 92 sorry which is about the 92 the riots. Rodney King stuff oh right? my yeah. god I, I screened it at work and it was so good it was so good yeah. I they also they don't have any narration they don't have any it's all found footage oh they're God, by the way, film people, do not kill me. I know I'm a film major. There's a term for that type of documentary. Oh, yeah, I don't and know. I'm, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't. I just haven't, but they, <laughs> I haven't had to use the term. But They just use uh, news broadcasters and, like, right. all of their backlog from, you know, they own the news. No, it's just footage that's edited together. Yeah, it's yeah. just, and it's it was so good. It was really very good. Um, and I didn't end up seeing the end because I had to go back to work because, like, I can't spend, you know, two and a half hours just watching the and movie you know, in the middle of the good, day. you know if good, that means it was also really intense it to watch. It was really intense, and it was yeah. very good. I remember just the clip I saw, and it was one, I mean, there's been a million documentaries yeah. made of that now, but I wanna, it was when the truck driver was just driving through the neighborhood, the rides got pulled out and got a yeah. brick launched in his head. I was yeah. like, God damn, dude. It's intense, and it, yeah. it's very even-handed, I think, um very much shows the the system that led to this and like yeah um yeah i i knew nothing about these riots because i grew up in africa in 1992 i think i was in cameroon so um well and i was let's see 92 i was four so i probably didn't really get told about that until later yeah oh yeah i was definitely in cameroon because i was i was four as well i'm sure um yeah so anyway back to genre yeah um well but let's actually on the subject of genre we'll get back to mysteries and then i want to hear about your favorite genre but documentaries are interesting genre wise because they're almost a genre unto themselves even though the subject you know what i mean when they're often classified when you go in like no video stores anymore but like on netflix or (laughs) when you're searching for stuff to buy on iTunes or wherever you're getting your movies, what it's classified as is documentary. That's right, yeah. Then they usually have some subdivision breakdown of, like, documentaries about war or nature or stuff like that. Yeah. But it's not... But they're still categorized in their own space as documentary, which I think is interesting. And I think also they have... I think what's going to start happening is these scripted dramas... That are, like, for instance, Nat Geo's done this with Mars. It's half documentary and half a scripted drama. So okay. it's like... How like, do you do it? What do you mean a scripted drama about Mars? So, for Mars? instance, like, Genius. Well, oh, 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 okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah, so for Mars, I, half of it is, like, um, they had a reporter embedded with um, 
Elon Musk's company, and we're kind of documenting efforts currently trying to get to Mars. And then they have this drama part that was about um, people who had just been to Mars or who are on Mars and like Ah, their issues and that kind of thing. Well, you know, because usually what they would call, which is not this, but like, for instance, um, Genius would have been, that's a docudrama. Okay. So So that's what people call it. So it's like, it's really based on, or, you know, obviously there are biopics or like the movies that are, you know, about real people. But yeah, like a docudrama is one that like really tries to be served the function of a documentary of, like, really showing you what it was like, but it's yeah. dramatized. Okay. Um, but that they're doing a combo docudrama actual doc. Yeah, yeah. And that was Mars. And that didn't go uh, take off so well, I think, because it, yeah, you it was something new. Yeah, landing on that. It was something new that they weren't quite... They didn't have a cohesive marketing plan, I think, for it. Right. But for Genius, they definitely did, and they were awesome. like... So that worked. Did they actually do that with Genius, where they like showed an episode of Genius and then showed some documentary I stuff? I assumed it was going to be like that, but now that I'm thinking about it, I've never seen a documentary part of that show. Okay. So I'm thinking it's just a it's docudrama. Just a docudrama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds like that could be cool, but I'm thinking about how it would work. You would definitely have to execute that correctly. Yeah. Otherwise, people are just going to be like, what is happening? I don't understand. <laughs> I think that's part of it. Like, It's something new that... But I've seen right. now other... Um, companies are doing that similar thing and yeah. i'm like it sounds oh. like a good idea yeah yeah you just have to execute it i i can definitely see if you don't do it correctly that it could f- confuse everybody yeah, really fast yeah. and i think that wasn't uh conveyed very well right. it was also in the middle of uh, like a bunch of transitions at nagio so no one was sure what was going on right it so, happens yeah it's what happened to happens. firefly actually i don't think it was a transition thing but you know firefly for firefly. people who don't know the reason Firefly never gained traction is a couple of things. But A, they aired the episodes out of order. And yeah, that made That was no number sense. one. Um, not crazy out of order, but like as far as the first episode was not the first one to air and it yeah. established everything. I remember watching the first... I, wa- I watched Which it. Which is The Train Job is the, was the first one that aired. Yeah, I'm I trying to remember... Okay, so maybe that was the first... I, I watched it. I was excited for it to come yeah. out, and I watched it on, on Fox. As it was airing. And I was like, I have no idea what's happening. But, like, this is awesome. Right. So I loved it, but I also... Like, that first episode was the last one they aired. And so when I watched that, I was like, everything finally makes sense. Right. So they aired it backwards in some ways. Yeah. There were two that weren't aired that are on the DVD set that you can get, or if you'd, like, buy it digitally, you can get them. Um... On top of that, they kept changing the night that they were airing it. Because they were like, here, oh, it's not doing so well there, let's do it. It's just the worst example of, like, executives who don't know what they're doing. I feel like there was a whole time of that on Fox when they just had these... Because they canceled a bunch... They canceled Family Guy, like, three different times. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. When it was first starting out. This was, like, in the early seasons. And I know because it was... um, I remember when we would get the first season or two of Family Guy, we, like, when I was in high school, we all had it on, like, DVD because it was off the air. We had the DVDs of the first two seasons while it was kind of off the air, and they said it was coming back, and then they brought it back for another season, and then it got kind of canceled again, and then they finally brought it back Hmm. for good. But it was just the fan support. Because I remember having, like, the first two or three seasons on DVD, and we were all like, this is so funny. <laughs> like, why is this not on air? And then they were like, oh, it's coming back. It's coming back. And then it was kind of not back for a while, and, yeah. you know, no one knew it. 
And then the rest of development got canceled in the middle of right. all that too. So I feel like the, that would there that must was have been a genius show. It was so, so good. good. Now I, I mean I don't know for a hundred percent that that was the network, but I feel like it was. I feel like I mean three seasons is not that much. Yeah. yeah. You know for a network show, so I, I yeah. there must have been a time some there must have been a group of people there at Fox who just did just not crazy, yeah. know what they were doing. Yeah. Also, it's now just occurred to me that I now work for the people who canceled Firefly, and it's just like. Is hurting like the soul. actual human beings who <laughs> Possibly, did it? Possibly, I don't know. <laughs> no, you were, well, no, there's a totally different leadership at Fox now than there was then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a, I don't even know if Fox the Channel, no, I do work for Fox the Channel. Yeah. yeah. Not Fox News, that's a different Yeah, no, company. Fox News is so, I mean, it, it technically it's under the same mega conglomerate, yeah. but, you know, that's, but they're basically totally it's separate run companies. by James Murdoch, yeah. so, um. That's good. Yeah. Because you can tell... It wouldn't be this same because it's just stuff on Fox that would clash so hard. I mean... I, and 21st Century Fox also, uh, you know, produced 12 Years a Slave and yeah, Selma and, like, all of these. They're on... Uh, yeah, it's... They're it's on one of those things when you have these conglomerates like. where, like, they're basically under the same umbrella, but they're... That's only for investor purposes. Yeah. They're basically totally independent yeah, companies. They all have their own individual CEOs. Yeah. And presidents like John Landgraf <laughs> runs FX, and he's yeah. the guy. Yeah, you know, it's funny because someone came up to us at Comic Con, or at, we were at Awesome Con, um, yeah. at uh, as National Geographic. Someone came up and was like, "You guys still owned by Fox?" And I was like, "Well, yeah. the National Geographic <laughs> Society is not owned by Fox, but no. yes, I work for Fox." And he was like, "Bye," and walks away. I was like, "What the fuck?" By the way, actually, out, you know, out of all the broadcast networks, that's what I'm saying. Fox, it has to be under different, at least, programming leadership. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's programming in recent years, you know, has been much better yeah. decisions and shows. And, and you know, the thing that's made me the most comfortable in this position is that James and Lachlan Murdoch have often given all hands meetings, and the way that they talk about their mission and things is very much in line with what I'm okay with. Okay. And they've added. Um, They've added support for trans um, operations into the healthcare bill. Okay. They've also added maternity and paternity leave, which should have been there in the first place, but whatever. Um, so they've they've done a lot of very progressive yeah. things, and I'm like, you know, and we just had a speaker about um, uh, non-binary workspaces with a, a trans activist, and so yeah. I think that's where it gets a little weird for me, where I'm like, all right, if you say so, I'm not calling. I'm sorry, folks. I'm not learning any of those. Re- ridiculous pronouns i'm just See, not gonna do it i do kind of want to talk about pronouns because like i was listening to her and i was like this is difficult for me because like language means things yeah <laughs> and i don't know it, it came down to it that i think i was annoyed for no reason that like while a trans person cannot expect the whole world to bend to their you know worldview they should expect if they say something to be accommodated. I think that's probably well. I'm not even talking about transgender people. Because transgender means you're moving from being male to being female, or the other way, or around. The other way around. Which, in which case, we're all still using the same pronouns. Everyone's still on the same page. Yeah. You know, yeah. what I'm talking about is the people who are like, no, I'm neither male nor female. You got to call me. They. Z. Yeah, Z, which Thanks. that I won't do. I will not do any of the made-up pronouns. I will. I'll just be the bigoted old man till the day I die. On that note, I, I'm willing to take the bullet. Well, on it. you'll use they though. 
Will you use they? Kind of. I'm still in, I'm warming to the idea a little bit. It bothers me from a linguistic standpoint because it's just inaccurate. Yeah, but, but I think I, I've used they to indicate a single person before. I think yeah. it, it, linguistically it's it changing. It bugs me because it sounds, it sounds it strange. It sounds wrong. And yeah. it, technically, folks, I'm just telling you, technically it's wrong. They refers to multiple human beings. <laughs> That's what it was designed for. It's not a label. It's what words are for. It's so we can understand each other when we talk. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I, I do have a problem with made up pronouns as well, but I don't have a problem with they, or if somebody corrects me, um, you know, I will use whatever pronoun they, they would like me to. My kind of olive branch up in, well, even still now is look, I'll call you by your name. I have no problem doing that. And that shouldn't be a problem. From just the fill, and again, I, I'm not objecting morally to people making pronouns. I'm not offended yeah. by it. I'm like, I'm just not going to. It's just do expecting it kind of a lot of you. Sil- I, a, I don't want to learn them, and B, <laughs> I don't care enough. It just seems silly to me. Yeah. My thing has been, I'll say your name, and that should be enough. But my thing is, if you're two genders, or you know whatever that is, well, if you're both genders, then calling you either he or she, neither yeah. one should offend you. Like, so you were talking, we were talking about this heritage-wise. You and, and I yeah. were both from multiple different heritage backgrounds. I mean, yeah. in America, we're both just white, but yeah. <laughs> we're, we're both from different heritage. So you are both Scottish, German, and Cypriot. Yeah. And if Greek. someone calls you Scottish because they just overheard you were Scottish, doesn't offend you because... Yeah. That's they true. didn't include all parts of yeah. you in that whole thing. That's a good point. You know, it's the same thing with me. I'm, my, I'm the biggest part of my identity is Irish. I'm only an eighth Irish. I'm like way more English and actually more Swedish. <laughs> Do I have the right? Yes, more Swedish than I am Irish. Yeah. yeah. Even though, like culturally, I'm. It's just because my family's from Boston. And yeah. That's, yeah. The Celtic culture is big there. But if someone were to like call me Swedish. Not getting offended because they didn't include the Irish part. And by the way, you know, genetically speaking, they would be accurate. That's yeah, probably yeah. the biggest <laughs> chunk of what I am. Like, it shouldn't... If you are both male and female, she or he should be fine. Well, I, I don't think it's uh, both male and female. I think it's a spectrum thing. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, if you're yeah. some kind of combo, then shouldn't either one be cool? Be, in, yeah, yeah. I think... I think right now is a little bit of a transitional period for society as we get used to this whole concept. And I think eventually it will even out. I think the, the fictional pronouns will go away. Um, and yeah. there will be some sort of standard to refer to people. Actually, interestingly enough, that book I was telling you about, there mm-hmm. is a, a alien that they refer to as they because it's like they're, they're an alien and they have this infection that like has altered their brain. So it's basically like two creatures in a same body. Right. And so the alien's whole purpose in life, I mean he's the navigator but he's also like protective of the virus. And mm-hmm. so any microbes that might threaten the virus, he's, you know, he's a germaphobe. Right. And so they call this person they because right. He, there's he would be offended if he did acknowledge the the second person inside. Right, which look and then that's fine in there, and I get people like look, I'm neither male nor female, I'm something else. Which, all right, man. Um, I think what happens is we need to sort of 
it's it's like when feminism first became big in the seventies. There were women who got like mad at men for opening doors from him. I mean, at a certain point, it kind of rebounded to it's yeah. like we at this point we can all agree. Like I hold doors open for many people, yeah, not just it's women. Fine. It's it's yeah. not a big deal anymore. It's like the the, the pendulum just has to reset. Yeah, and that's again. what I'm saying. I'm thinking we're in a transitional phase here, and yeah. um. And speaking of genres, because, you know, that's like, it's not one genre or the other. It's a crossover right. genre. <laughs> right. Which I think is fine. I think sometimes, especially on television in the past, like, people, it's either a comedy or it's a drama. Yeah, that's can't, true. You can't have can't one have inside the other. Dramedy. You know, yeah. Which, nowadays, is people obviously yeah. don't I think it's easier to have jokes in dramas than yeah. it is to have dramatic moments and something that's supposed to be a straight-up comedy. Yeah. But it's happening more. Yeah, absolutely. So. And I, when I think of genres and, like, trying to pinpoint a genre, I think of, like, when you're a writer and you want to submit your book to a literary agent or an editor, you have to write a cover letter. You have to write right. a query so letter. So they're like, okay, what is this? What is this? And it, uh, not only you have to explain the plot, but you also have to pick a genre. Right. And if you didn't write... Can you pick multiple genres? You can't really. Can I mean, you really not. The thing is that, like, if you get too weird with it, they're gonna dismiss you as you don't know what you're talking about. So you oh, have to. Your like, story doesn't have a focus. Right. Exactly. And so I wrote this story um, that was basically about a girl who gets embroiled in this um, political revolution in another country because she can raise the dead, and they want her to raise the dictator of that country and so one faction wants her dead because she can do this and the other faction wants her to raise this genocidal dictator and so like she doesn't want either of those things so it's one part fantasy one part political yeah and like it's this whole thing and so like i i had a really hard time pitching this and i think that's still the reason that it didn't get picked up is because like you can call it an urban fantasy but that implies something like true blood yeah, which and is not, not really... Not where it's I'm more, going. I, I almost said fantasy, but it could actually be sci-fi. But sci-fi fantasy, because since yeah. those are clumped together. But, usually. like, sci-fi fantasy, for books, book genres are different. How do they So how you they can say that? a urban fantasy or high fantasy um, or... Well, it's definitely more urban fantasy than high fantasy, right. for sure. And Or there's one that's called Paranormal Suspense, but that is a subgenre of romance. Oh, okay. so, so and not that's that. not my book either. There's not really a lot of romance in it. I would just say ur- say urban fantasy. The reason I'm saying that is just yeah. because Game of Thrones would technically be high fantasy. Right. Ninety nine percent of that is about political power. Right. Yeah. I mean, the fan it being in a fantasy world is almost just the backdrop. Right. Exactly. And that's you kind know. of this. Um, it's about genocide and revolution and that kind of thing. But there's also like necromancy. Right. Um. But I think that, for instance, urban fantasy, like True Blood, mm-hmm. is now, like, taboo. Nobody wants to publish it, even though it is quite popular. It's kind of out of favor. Yeah. Really? Because yeah. that's so crazy to me, because it's, it's kind of in favor in every other form exactly. of storytelling. Exactly. And I think it's, it's one of these things that the pendulum is swinging. Like, they published right. a lot of it. And, and now, now they, they're like, nah. I think it's swinging back a little, but it's still like. So whenever I typed urban fantasy, people were like, I can't sell an urban fantasy. Sorry. Damn. So you just, could could you say like political drama? I I tried thriller, political thriller, which isn't really correct, but you can't yeah. say drama. Drama's not really a right. a genre. And people were like, 
you have zombies in here. You cannot, right, you exactly. cannot call this a political you thriller. Can't, it can't the be people a who will want to watch that, want to read this, will get so disappointed. Yeah, when they find out what it is. <laughs> I think I'm gonna try again because I was listen. I listened to a lot of publishing podcasts, and one of them was like, people still want urban fantasies, but they don't want to call them urban fantasies. So they want you to call them contemporary fantasies. Oh, like, there you go. Do that. I will. <laughs> I was like, this is such bullshit. But like, yeah. it matters so much what you label it, and you can't right. not label it. And that's right. really a problem. Because when people go to books, I mean, what few bookstores are left, but really we're talking about Amazon, if we're being honest. Um, Actually, indie bookstores are on the rebound. And they, I did hear yeah, that, yes. Where we market a lot more to In indies. some places. In some places. In, 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 in cities, mostly. Yeah, cities. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, I had heard that, that they're kind of making a comeback. Because yeah. people, I think a lot of that has to do, and this is a little bit of a problem with Netflix that just got the new shitty organizational. Says, Have you seen this? Instead of the star system, it's the thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm like... Netflix, you're killing it. Please do not take your cues from Don't do Facebook this. and Twitter. You've it's done the this before. Worst idea. Well, no, they didn't. They've always had the stars. No, system. I know. I meant they've made a terrible decision that's yes. almost killed their company before. Yes. It's just like, guys. Please, please don't go in this direction. The star <laughs> system wasn't perfect, but it was so much better. It was so much better. So much better That's than whatever funny. this is supposed to be. Yeah. I don't... It'd be like, why don't we, why don't we just go full... Well, let's just have hearts. Yeah. You know? Actually, you know what? That would be better. If they had, like, a five-heart system yeah. instead of a five... It would be the same <laughs> system. Similar, it, would just, yeah. it would just be... I would have more tolerance for that, even though I hate hearts on anything. <laughs> but... You know, it's what the option is nowadays, but that's still better than just a simple thumbs up, thumbs yeah, down. Yeah. Like, you can't organize stuff correctly. But the point I was getting to was Netflix and Amazon, since yeah. we're talking about the books, is they have this sort of digital organization thing, and they want to show you more stuff that you might like, so yeah. you will buy more shit from yeah. them. The problem with that is, is it's then hard to discover new things that you might like that you didn't know you liked, if that makes and any that sense. And that was kind of, um, when I discovered Goodreads, it was like this revelation, like there are more books than Amazon has been showing me. I what, was like, what are Goodreads, no. Emily Everhart? Tell the people. Goodreads. Not all of us know what that is. Is this lovely uh, website that you, it's basically like a... Uh, uh, it counts all the books that you read. I mean, okay. that's basically what I use it for. And you, every year, this what, is not... What do you mean it counts all of them? What does that mean? Well, basically, like, oh, I just read, um, you know, Hamlet. Okay, I go on Goodreads, and I say, I read Hamlet. Here's my review, stars. Okay. And then you put it up there, and then it's like, that's number one. That's the first book you've read this year. I mean, okay. I've read many more so than one books. So it develops, like, a similar type of profile to you that yeah. attracts. Okay. And you, have, you can have friends on there, um, but I don't awesome. really use that. And, be, and you can enter giveaways for free books, sorry, for free books. And it's not, I mean, now it is owned by uh, Amazon, but it doesn't use the same algorithm. So you are free to see other books that you wouldn't have normally seen. Um, That's and awesome. I enjoy Goodreads a lot. That's right. So for you, uh, you book file, what was it? I want to say bibliophiles. Bibliophiles. That's the term. Thank yeah. You. For you bibliophiles out there, Goodreads, hit it up. Cause and I would love it if they had something like that for movies and TV. Do. do they really? My brother was. God damn, I'm so, I so need to get that, get into the game. Remember. I feel like I'm out of the loop at this point. <laughs> My brother Gabe, um, had texted both me and Matt and we're like, get on this. And I can't remember what it's called now. And he's going to be mad at me that I haven't yet uh, created it. But it is, it's basically the same thing for movies. That's awesome. Um, and that, yeah, I should do that. Do they do, do TV shows too by any chance? I think so. I want to say that they do. They kind of have to nowadays. Because yeah. I feel like the, it's so the good similar. TV shows are starting to outnumber the good movies. Yeah, yeah. You know? And um, But Goodreads, you can also, at the beginning of the year, 
you can, um, well, at the end of the year, they do, like, a the best books of, of 2016, and everyone votes, and so it's, like, a okay. user choice kind of deal. And then uh, in the beginning of the year, you can say, this year, I'm going to read 75 books. And um, throughout the year, it keeps track. So it's, like, you're two ahead of schedule, or you're three behind schedule. And when I'm behind, it's very anxious, right. <laughs> anxiety-inducing. But, like, last year, I had 75, and I... Last year was just a clusterfuck, so I did not uh, finish all of those books. That's right. a lot of books. Um, so this year I've reduced it to 50, and now I'm, like, 10 ahead of schedule, so... That's a good problem to have, because I know that would happen to me. Like, that's... Me and my friends talk about this all the time. Yeah. And I've talked about this with you as yeah. well. I mean, you're my friend. I don't want to... <laughs> that was just a weird linguistic choice. That's Emily okay. is a good friend of mine. I love Emily to death. Um, but <laughs> what we were doing is just talking about, like... God, yeah, well, I've said it on this podcast, like, just, oh, yeah, that's on my list, but it's just, like, exactly. I'm working through it. I know I would never complete the list ever. Yeah. Like, and I know that would happen to me every year. That's what's really good about Goodreads is that, like, someone suggests a book to you, and you're like, that sounds great, and then you put it in your Goodreads, right. your to-be-read pile, and then you've completely forgotten about it, but when you're like, I need another book, and you look it up, and, like, there's a whole list of these awesome books that you're like, oh, I remember that, oh, I remember that. Yeah, I have that problem with movies, sometimes I'll forget. By the way, that actually sounds like... Speaking of Netflix, back before Netflix did streams. That's right, kids. Netflix did not always do streaming content. They, That's right. It's not, you know what's I cool used to about have Netflix? The DVDs. I, we all did. We yeah. all did that. Even in college, I think. I mean, yeah. so in college, they had, I think, just started the streaming stuff. Yeah, yeah. When I first went to college, and it wasn't all very good. Yeah. And they had not done original content yet. Yeah. But what they did have is when you would um, get a DVD, but you could create a list. Yeah. So what what happened is if you when you sent back the DVDs, they would just send you the next stuff on your list. On your list, that was great. You had to have a list though for them to do that. But yeah, it was it was great because you kind of developed this list that anytime you're like, oh yeah, I should see that movie at some point, you just drop it on the list and yeah. leave it. And eventually, you would get movies. You're like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot this was on yeah, my list. Yeah, I'm It'll so be a excited. Great movie. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a very different thing. Yeah. But you know what's awesome? I was thinking about this the other day because. Uh -huh. Just, you know, it's been so long. We're just used to Netflix as it is now. Yeah. Although my, my mom, I don't know about your parents, but my mom still uses it for DVDs. I think my dad just weaned himself off of the Maybe he still yeah. does the DVDs. I, I don't, don't blame anyone for doing that, though, because yeah. it's, it's actually... You they know, have more stuff. Ton, yeah, there's a ton of stuff that is not available yeah. on Netflix streaming. But, um, yeah, but um, what is fascinating to me that I was thinking about um, was the fact that it wasn't even the streaming that killed Blockbuster. Like, they yeah. killed Blockbuster Without just with the their streaming. DVDs. Blockbuster was dead before the streaming even came into the picture. Blockbuster fell hard, man. And, dude, they were, like, uh, I know every person who is young, a certain degree younger than us, is so tired of hearing this story at this point, <laughs> but I'm telling you, Blockbuster in the 90s, I mean, it was the power. It was the it, shit. It was, there was nothing else. I don't even think there were... Hollywood video, I guess, a little bit competed yeah. with it, but not really. I don't remember seeing a lot of Hollywood videos. I mean, basically, I I lived in Africa for most of the 90s, so, like, my did big brother... Did they have a brother, Blockbuster over there? They did not. Oh, my big brother crazy. would tape television shows and mail us the VHS tape. Wow. And that was all we got. VHS. Yeah. I it was... And uh, he he would tape like some things that like I wanted to see, and some things that I was like, "Why did you tape this game?" Because <laughs> it's awesome. That's why. <laughs> but Ducktales was a big. Uh, uh, yeah, was, and how about X Men? He had to have sent you X Men. You know, 
He oh, must have, because I have seen lose it. Lose my number, sir. No, 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 not Gabe, send your Gabe sister. Sent, Gabe sent him, so not oh, okay. Matt. Okay. Matt was with us in Africa. Oh, um, yeah, I'm sorry. And my, old, my oldest brother is 13 years older than me, so. Right, yes. Um, he was in boarding school or living with my uncle or something. I don't remember. But, um, you better have seen the X-Men. My God, that was I the best seen cartoon. X-Men. Those were yeah. so good. I do remember so loving good. those. Yeah, so he but, must have sent you at least some of them. Yeah, and right? I remember Aureal Monsters as well, so yeah. he must have sent us that. Yeah, me and Avi, because Avi, if you go around our house, Avi actually has the old DVDs of a lot of these old cartoons. Oh, nice. Yeah, if <laughs> you those little racks that are sitting around the house. But um, we were talking about this, we are like, there were a lot of cartoons we loved. We all agree X-Men was the best. Oh, so good. It, it was, was just very was. good. Yeah. And there was, not to get, you know, a little all bleeding hard about it, but there was a good message for kids yeah. that young. And I re- I've gone back on YouTube and watched some of the episodes, and I was just like, yeah, this kind of holds up. There, there was some good stuff going on. Yeah, and I I remember watching. He did do G.I. Joe for us, I think. Oh, yes. I don't remember G.I. Joe being one of my favorites. <laughs> um, I, I mean, we kind of just had what he gave us because right. we didn't know what was on. So like, Me and Avi talked recently about how you go back, apparently, and watch Captain Planet. This is what he was telling me, but I believe it. Captain Planet, do you remember that at all? Yes. And he's I like, do if you go remember. back and watch it, super racist, apparently. <laughs> oh, no, really? Appa- in some parts, according to him, I do not want to go on record as saying this because this is according to Avi, oh and Avi God. has his own bizarre viewpoint on everything. But there were apparently some situations, not every episode and every yeah. minute, but where like people's accents were made fun of people. Ooh. I, I don't remember because yeah, I have not seen it in remember. so long, so I can't speak to any of that. Yeah. I mean, clearly it couldn't have been, like, crazy blatant, because it I mean, was still the 90s. I mean, we wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, I mean, we would have noticed if they dropped the N-word in oh, there. Oh, yeah, know? okay, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that ever happened. I don't think it got that thing. And it's also we're viewing it in the context of 2017, so who knows. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's just what Abby was telling me, which was, I thought was just an interesting thing. And, yeah. But I do, you know what I do remember? And I don't know if you watched Power Rangers ever when you were younger. Yes. But I do remember, as an even before this conversation, like as an older kid thinking back on it, I'm like, they did make the Black Ranger black and the Asian, and ra- the like Yellow Ranger, Ranger Asian, Asian in the initial one. They changed yeah. it later, but I was like, <laughs> no, that easily could have just been how it panned out. But I'm thinking that was too much of a coincidence. Yeah, I mean, they could have easily just made it her the Pink Ranger, the, like yeah, just, or done something. Could have just done something. Like, boy, the. Black guy being the black guy. I mean, not, not that there's anything inherently, well, I mean, a little bit. It's a little on the nose, I think, yeah. is, is what they're dealing with. Yeah, it's with. a little, that's funny. Um, I also watched this show when I was lived in Germany called Takeshi's Castle. It was always on after I got home from work, from school. I did not work. I was a child. Right. Um, and who knows with your upbringing that would not shock me if Emily was like yeah I had a job when I was seven well, yeah we were living in a different country so I did actually rolled. have a job when I was 11 ah. <laughs> you know, I was a bagger <laughs> at the local grocery store that's great but um Takeshi's Castle they when I came back to the states they had overdubbed it and cut it up okay to I can't remember the name of the show, but it's it's one of those crazy Japanese competition shows. Okay, where they're jumping on things and getting knocked off things. Oh, I think I know because they. I, the reason I know this is because we, my, me and my friend were in high school slash middle school. Yeah, we we would watch it because you could see that the dubbed version on Spike TV and on Spike they actually. I don't know if this is the same show you're talking. I about. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Because they did these overdubbings, but they. I don't think they were actually translations. They were just no. doing these comedic yeah. overdubbings. 
the hosts on that show wore the most ridiculous outfits that kind of looked like yeah. Power Rangers outfits Yeah, they sometimes. did. Or Power Ranger villains. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? And at the end, on? they always had this, like, battle. I don't know if this translated to the, the cut-up version. Yeah. But they always had, like, the winners and a battle the, like, hosts in this, like, really I think really I vaguely remember that. Weird, like, they were all in, like, rock cars and like yeah. they had bizarre so stuff bizarre. Yeah, there were usually physical feats on that show oh like, they, they were, were always jumping around feats. like yeah. fake boulders that yeah. were rolling down a thing I, I couldn't it was so ben- and like I would watch it in Germany in Japanese and I was just like yeah. this is hilarious I don't know what's going on but like this is amazing I remember it was the first time I, I turned to my friend and I was like I'm not to be racist I'm almost saying it as a compliment but I'm like dude Japan is really weird <laughs> I love Japanese they shit freaks. but Japan has a lot of weird shit going on. There's actually a meme, by the way, for people listening. Go on Google Images and look this up. I swear it's there. One of those, like, demotivational posters. It's done in that style. But it basically just has a caption of a Japanese dude with, like, one of those headset microphones, like, shaking the hand of, like, some anime character. But it's not... And it's not animated that the person is in like a uh, mascot costume of oh. an anime character oh, okay. and there's all sorts of stuff going on in the background it says Japan responsible for 98% of the world's weird shit since 1953 <laughs> something like that you know yeah. like, and it's, it's a little true and I love a lot about Japanese yeah, culture yeah. not just the bizarro <laughs> shit but and I think it, more of the bizarro shit is what translates more often to other cultures as opposed to I I'm sure a lot of people view that as a very small part of their it's you know, culture so and just, random it is so it's random. so random like I, I would hesitate to think of a culture that can think of like stuff more out of left field yeah yeah you absolutely know? So I'm just sitting there th- looking at some of the stuff and I'm like where are they even thinking about this <laughs> But I think it's a compliment to their creativity because there Absolutely. are some of their like movies and stuff that they release where I'm like, this is such a great concept. Yeah. But it's so random. Like, it, yeah. But I, I love that they this? did this. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Emily, I don't want to keep you too. We oh. ran over. I'm usually trying to keep you this an hour. We were almost ran into an hour and 15 oh. minutes. I don't want to keep people yeah, too long. No. I would love to do it for two hours, but I respect people's schedules because <laughs> I, I don't want to keep anyone. That's fair. So, folks listening, uh, we will get Emily back as soon as we can. Yeah. Um, because and we can this probably was fun. continue our we'll discussion of genre. This up. Yeah, we'll probably just pick this there's up. There's a lot to talk time. about. Oh, and I'll, I will try and read the book in between yes. um, this time and next it. time. We can talk about it. That's we so should good. definitely do that because um, clearly we could do a two-hour podcast. Yeah. But again, I'm trying to keep. <laughs> I am trying to keep these two like roughly an hour and just see how that That's goes a good idea. first. Yeah. And then if we, you know, if it really, yeah, we really get comfortable with it, we can really go off on tangents for yeah. a long time. So those of you out there, um, the only one thing I want to mention that's a little bit of housekeeping before we go is I know I said I was going to, me and Winston were going to do Wakefield. That is because we thought Wakefield, when they said it was coming out on on demand, we thought that meant iTunes, Amazon. It did not. It meant like on cable where you can order it on demand. So we did not get to watch it and I missed it while it was in theater. So we are waiting for it to come out on iTunes and stuff like that before we review it. Um, I really wanted to see that movie really badly. Mm. What was it about? Sorry. It's Brian Cranston basically without, I mean, not going away. It's in the trailer, but it's basically a guy who decides one afternoon he's just a regular suburban dad just going through the grind of being a regular suburban dad. Yeah. Just he's in this like little back shed that's at the end of like his driveway that but it's like kind of back in the corner of his backyard or something. Yeah. Um, and he just hangs out in the attic one afternoon because I guess he's just trying to collect his thoughts and then he just like 
What if I just keep staying here? What will and then he keeps he keeps watching what happens. And so he's just, like Tom Sawyering it. He's gone and he's watching his. But multiply that by way more time than Tom Sawyer did it. Okay. Um, and it implies going into like maybe more than multiple months and more than wow. a year. And it, yeah, it really gets. So it was really. You should watch the trailer. It's really really interesting. Interesting. Um, so that's why I was like, we should review this movie on the podcast. Did not realize their on-demand did not mean the on-demand that I was thinking. Yeah, like so, a normal person on-demand. But uh, we will review uh, Spider-Man tomorrow. We will try and do a ge- recap of Game of Thrones. Watch if you're caught up and you like the show. And if you actively hate the show, lose my number right now. <laughs> I, I, I know it gets a little extreme with the nudity and the violence sometimes, but come on, folks. You can't watch that show and tell me you hate it. I saw one person online going, I hate Game of Thrones. I'm like, I can't even speak to that right now because it's so interesting. I love the show. I'm defensive about stuff that I love. Sorry (laughs) if anyone out there. But um, we will definitely pick this up next time. And uh, I know we went off on tangents, but that was a fun... I I think we should do this. We should just start at a starting point. Yeah. And then just go where it takes us. Yeah, and I think we can definitely talk about genres again because we didn't even... We, we covered two. really didn't even talk about it too much. <laughs> we actually we talk, just, talked about one and then like part of one. And part then of one. Was we'll it. get back into it next time. <laughs> all right. That's all and, uh, until tomorrow, guys. Um, this has been Let's Talk Story. Go get it. See ya.